another technical difficulty but it turns out that we didn't so welcome to the dynamic though joe talk radio show with Rustina and robert it's sunday august 6 6 p.m pacific time and as always i'm joined here at the helm with my esteemed co-host and brother in the martial arts deal sifu bob how you doing today i don't know but that new intro scared the hell out of me because it was so loud when it came up I know. <laughs> let me explain what what what. Let me explain to the listeners what I heard. Um, I heard uh, your show will begin in five, for three, two, one, beep, and then there was silence, and I complete saw the silence. timer, complete silence, and I saw the timer on our opening uh, on our opening like start turning right, and I'm like, uh oh, what's going on? Because it was like almost twenty seconds into it, and I said oh my god bob can you hear me and it went and then it went it's oh my god bob can you hear me in like this in, the, in this really rapid echo it kind of went oh my oh my god bob can you hear me hear me hear me hear me hear me hear me, hear me, hear me. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and i was like oh no and then it went you're listening to the black <laughs> dynamic dojo talk radio and i went oh really so anyway so such as live radio and this is all because i switched over to this cool new hi-fi studio so yeah i i hope uh violet rose reiki show hasn't gotten any uh difficulties but if they did i would have heard about it by now <laughs> oh yeah so, oh yeah so anyway so uh oh two I, listeners. I have something else for you uh let me tell the listeners real quick we're gonna have on real quick so listeners Go we're gonna have March on a little bit later, so make sure that you uh, keep tuned in for that. And if you want to talk to Grandmaster Shui, who is best known for his Cane Masters program, he's really freaking good with Cane as far as Cane fighting. Uh, give us a call three four seven seven zero six nine nine. We will have him on at around six thirty. All right, Bob, what do we got? Okay, well, Jenny and I visited uh, the Martial Arts History Museum today because they have a huge banner across the streets of Magnolia and Hollywood Way about all half miles yeah. from my house, right? Yeah. Really cool. So we're going down and see how it's doing for them. And I don't know if this is too early to mention anything or not, but there may be a reason you come back down to L.A. Why is that? Because they're thinking about having a dynamic dojo talk radio show day at the museum what whoa what <laughs> what where, oh my where gosh it, where and now he just threw it out there today where he brings in 
a bunch of people uh, for uh -huh. different reasons. Ch you know, Chinese martial arts. Uh, so we may have uh, Leo Fong and the, the pioneers, the early guys. Uh, uh, -huh. uh, might do uh, kickboxing. We might bring in, they might bring in Don Wilson and Benny the Jet, and uh -huh. it'll be like a conga line of interviews of just the most oh. amazing artists in the world. Oh, cool! Like a right captive on. audience. Yeah. Oh, that would yeah. be so cool. Wouldn't that be like <laughs> that awful? would be? That would be. Yeah. That would be. That would be. And they said, oh, my God. Leslie may have to come down for that. And I said, she better because she's the brains behind this operation. I'm a dumbbell <laughs> when it comes oh to Oh, my gosh. That would be so cool. Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, that would have to be. It's too bad that our shows are only like two hours long. <laughs> but we can pre-record it. That's right. Yes. We can pre-record. We can pre-record. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, dude, that would be cool if we could do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, I know. Oh, all right. So, listeners, keep your ears out, keep your fingers crossed, toes crossed that there is a dynamic dojo talk radio day at the museum. Oh, my gosh, that would be so cool. That would be so That and would I, be a dream come true. I met the most <laughs> awesome guy today. He was What's Ed that? Parker's <clears throat> fourth black belt ever. Really? Yeah, he said it was the manager park in Pasadena. His name is Chuck Sullivan. They're doing a Chuck Sullivan day in two weeks that I'm going to. And he was just an awesome guy. Oh, cool. It, it was amazing. Yeah. Right on. And, Let's uh, see if we can get him on the show, too. Awesome. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. Now, he brought a guy with him, the guy's name is Stacy. And they had mm -hmm. they, they trained back in the day, but hadn't trained in literally 41 years this guy became wow. a cop and eventually became the police chief of seal beach and they're training wow. together 41 years later wow how cool is that that is awesome it that is wow so it sounds like it's gonna wow this sounds like uh it's gonna be a great season all together for the museum and uh, and for us too. It's, I think it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be cool. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. If we can pull this off. If, if Michael, the powers that be, that this would be something to do, you know, to do this uh, uh, dynamic dojo day thing. I, wow, that would be really cool. That would be awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get Go right on. Who do we have for birthdays on your end there, Sifu Bob? Well, on my end, we have Mark or Matt Weinberg. His birthday is today. Uh, he's a uh, cool. alumni of Masters Hall of Fame from, I believe, 2010 and 2011. William Griffin mm -hmm. Ford, ambassador to the Masters Hall of Fame and past alumni. His birthday is on the 12th. And Grandmaster Jim Willoughby. Uh, ex-co-host of uh, Kicking It Old School with with uh, Dan Heck. His birthday is on the 14th. Right on. Well, I have a few also. I want to send birthday shout-outs to Kendall Wells, Don Still, and Tuhon Pat O'Malley. Their birthdays are on the 11th of August. 
Tony French, Victoria Denny, Chris Crudelli. These are on the my good friend, my childhood friend, years and years and years and years. We go way back. Music on the 13th. Jean Caps Reese, Hoffman, and Oystein Alaska on the 14th. And last but definitely not least, my good friend Garrett um, who is a Butoku Khan. And D. Morgan Kalik. Their birthdays are on the 15th. So for everyone having a birthday the week of the the 15th this tune is for you I wanna wanna wish you a happy birthday I wanna wanna help you celebrate I wanna wanna wish you lots of presents I wanna wanna help you eat your cake Party, party in the island way You'll be jamming all night Till the light of day Your birthday, birthday is your day to shine Another year and you'll be looking fine So have a no worries, don't you hesitate It's time to party, party, time to celebrate Well, all right. Happy birthday, everyone. Great birthday week. All right. Let's do some of our announcements. Uh, Sipu Bob, announcements? I have nothing except you're breaking up. Well, that sucks. How about now? <laughs> I, I think you, you broke up at the beginning, but I think you're fine now. Okay. Yeah, you know, the, this is something I need to get used to. This, I think it's a... Uh, something to do with the bandwidth it takes but it sounds better than the mono i only have two two announcements uh, this is the last call for anyone who wants to do any type of I, I don't even think the registration is over but you can this is the pacific association of women martial artists training camp it is this Saturday. day well actually friday sunday uh we'll be doing the um opening is um, this Friday, the 14th, as well as an evening class um, and getting last minute entrance um, taken in. Um, but on the 15th, 16th, it's two uh, two days of, of just most awesome female martial arts instructors in the United States. Um, there's also a few classes on the 17th. Um, now, just to give you an idea of who we have on the docket here, let me go. To let me go to my other notes here um, as far as who's going to be teaching. We've got Professor Jane Carr, say Katie Murphy Stevens of Danzan Ritsu. We've got Sifu Michelle, a very longtime practitioner of Tai Chi. Uh, Sensei Haley Holm of Sifu Sunny Jones of Kenpo and Extreme Martial Arts. Sifu Lin Kajukambo and Dosai Paris is Klima. Kelly Kusamoto of Rising. And I'm so excited about this because this is the first time in the 30 plus years we've that we um where we've actually had just wrestling, not jujitsu, not Brazilian jiu-jitsu, not any Koryu other martial art, but wrestling straight. Okay, so Shihan Dara Masi of Hako Dencho Jiu Jitsu and Iaido. 
I got Sifu Michelle McVaden of Kajukambo. Sensei Katie Kasatsu and yoga. I think she'll be presenting a yoga class. Sifu Jen Resnick of Chinese Internal Arts. Uh, Grandmaster Su Zhifang of Tai Chi Xingyi and Bagua. And that whole weekend, I'm taking classes with her. I'm going to be studying completely with her for the whole weekend. Uh, well, of course, I'm going to classes too. Master Su is, is a, a jewel in Chinese martial arts. And uh, if there's any any of you internal martial artists out there can study with Master Su, do it. All right. And uh, Sensei Smith will be teaching judo throws, and I will be teaching bullwhip. So that's that. Um, I think that you might want to um, contact um, the registration email awma.org, pama.org to see if you can register at the last. I don't know if we're going to have this left. This, this particular is going to be held at the beautiful Camp Campbell in Boulder Creek, California. It's going to be great. I've got a treehouse cabin. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I'm All excited right. that you got through that with saying Boulder Creek, California. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and last but not my announcements. This is an announcement for Roastmaster dinner and roast honoring the great grand Al Dacascos. And this is going to be at the Golden Dragon Chinese Restaurant at 60 Broadway, Los Angeles. I think I should send you. Um, and this is going to be on, oh my goodness, where's the date on this? Shoot. It's like next, it's like <laughs> next me, Saturday. Is it? Let me double check. Um, I had everything else. Let me uh, let me look here. Uh, darn it. Well, we'll just say it's next Saturday. Um, let me go through the rest of the uh, details here, and then I'll the actual date. Um, it says, join us in honoring legend Grandmaster Alda um, the the founder of Kendo, which, by the way, folks, is a branch, one of the four branches of Kajikemba. Um, he's a legend who has influenced and inspired thousands of martial artists around the world. And Alda Kaskas has become one of the most noted martial artists in our era. So now at www.tigardkungfu.com. That's T-G-A-R-D.com. Tiger in the city. Tiger Oregon. You want to pre-register by the 15th of August. Now, there's also seminars. So seminars is 50 bucks 50 bucks for the um the dinner and the roast um is 50 bucks after um uh, after that yeah after the oh no i'm sorry hold got that wrong um the pre is already sorry i read that wrong um the pre-registration was done by the first oh that was the pre-registration prep Bucks, but um, if you register um, after the 15th, it wait, hold on. If you if you yeah. register after the first, yeah, if, after you register after the first, it's a hundred dollars for the roast and dinner, and a hundred dollars. All the proceeds are on Grandmaster Alda Costco's, and there's going to be a silent auction and a 50 50. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Um, what's a 50 50 raffle? I forget. What's, I 
I forget what that is. So does that pay like for half of what it costs? No, I mean no, that kind of sounds like it's something else, but I forget what it is. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, you're right. It is on the fifteenth. Um, I remember weeks ago I had to respond that I could not go because I am going to the pond. So this Saturday, if you happen to be in the Oregon area specifically, and you want to honor the great Grandmaster Al Cascos and check out some of these, some of ours. I mean, Eric's going to be there. Uh, Malia Bernard will be there. Um, a whole bunch of people are going to be teaching. So, you know, do it. And, and this is to, uh, it's all in honor of Grandmaster Al. So very cool. But, but did you just say if you're in the Oregon area? Tigard is in Oregon. Oh, wait. Yeah, Hold on. but do you right. know it's in Los Angeles? If you're Angeles? in the California, sorry. Yeah, it's in Los Angeles. Sorry. I just like went off the tiger. You guys, if you are in the California area, specifically Los Angeles, <laughs> but you have to contact the Tiger School of for that because I think uh, Sifu Mike Mather that's putting that together and Sifu Shannon Span, I think, um, in charge of that. So I got that mixed up. Sorry, folks. Oops. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You want to hear something funny? Right? You, you want to hear something funny? What's that? Somebody just posted online, Floyd Mayweather takes a jab at Ronda Rousey. Says, make over $300 million in 36 minutes. I think they, they shortened it a little bit. It probably said, if you want to make $300 million in 36 minutes, then call me. She responded and says, read the Dr. Seuss book all the way through, then call me. <laughs> I love it. I, oh my God. One of those, we're not right now to Rhonda. <laughs> that is the biggest comeback I'd ever heard in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> oh man! I mean, what what was his point? Is he he wants is he challenging her? It sounds Jesus. like right What's up the, front. What is the point? I mean, he outweighs her by like a hundred pounds. What is the point if he lands one of punches? I mean, Ronda. Run is going to go down. Probably not the first punch, but uh, I'm pretty sure she could take one of his punches, but not like, you know, you see what I'm saying? I'm point. You know, he's yeah. just being a hater. He's just being a hater. Anyone in, uh, what is it, 14 was her uh, was this one before, before uh, her last, this last one? What was the record? 14 seconds? 14 like seconds. Yeah. Sorry, Floyd. You're just being a hater. And I know there's a bunch of, you know, Mayweather fans out there. It's probably going to catch a lot of crap. You know, he is. He's being a 14 seconds. Oh, I can't do that in 14 seconds. I'm too <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Here's. <laughs> right. This health news is 
about can double as medicine. Know that some of our listeners probably heard of garlic and turmeric and stuff like that are good for you. Um, but let's uh, go over some of the other ones that uh, uh, that are good for medicine. Now, nutrition experts speak about carry patterns or groups of foods as nutrients in foods combination to improve certain conditions. So, um, however, there are exceptions to this rule. Uh, Dr. John Roma, a practicing physician and a chef. You still want to see a doctor before you take any change in your diet and uh, you know do you know do make use of conventional medicine. So anyway, buckwheat honey. You can use buckwheat honey for a cough. Yes. Now, I sure can, dear. <laughs> now everyone knows that honey's good for a cough, but uh, uh, I've heard I've only seen clover honey. I've I, I don't think I've ever seen honey. Have you? But anyhow, buckwheat is better than cough syrup for nocturnal coughs, especially in kids. This is an especially useful food, uh, as medicine for children under six, older than one. Um, now. If, um, if you guys don't know, you don't want to give honey uh, to kids under the age of one. I think I thought it was two, um, but definitely under one. Definitely don't want to give cough medicine to children under one years old. Okay, pickled foods. Pickled or fermented foods are great for diarrhea. Okay, so fermented foods include yogurt, kefir, pickled vegetables, miso, kimchi, and poi. These foods bacteria that help maintain the health of digestive tract. These bacteria-filled foods can be used to prevent antibiotic associate, uh, sorry, to treat antibiotic-associated diarrhea, bowel syndrome, infantile diarrhea, eczema, and asthma. But the hottest use of fermented foods lately is to burn stubborn fat. Now, I really don't know if that works or not, or like a you know you know a fatty trend or something like that but I'd make sure doctor now from 2012 I reviewed data from 82 clinical trials found probiotic foods were indeed effective in treating antibiotic associated however the data for using probiotics as a treatment for eczema or some research found supporting evidence our studies did not sure let's go to Jim menstrual cramps. This is for the ladies out there. Um, as a digestive disease list says Dr. Uh, Gerard Mullen. For some reason I had a hard time saying his name. Digestive disease specifically recommend the spice ginger in for nausea and abdominal Ginger could also be helpful uh, as medicine for Ginger probably works as well as ibuprofen for menstrual cramps. Hmm. It works taken as a ginger or chewed also. One scientific review of seven clinical trials found that 750 to 2,000 milligrams taken the first four days of the menstrual cycle was effective for cramps. Peppermint. Peppermint. Irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. Peppermint is also found in right but also in supplement essential oil and tea forms now when used medicinally peppermint is prescribed to help 
abdominal cramping and IBS. Uh, oil is effective and could be the first line of treatment against IBS. According to the 2005 Science Review, 16 clinical. Okay, I'm just going to do one more because uh, there's a few more here, and I'll post the uh, post the link on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook. And that is hibiscus for high blood pressure. Hibiscus tea has a greater anti-hypertensive effect than blue. Believe that. Used um, as an herbal tea, flowers contain anthocyanins, which could help blood pressure. The steep of flower are dried to make tea drink, which has cranberry taste. Studies, multiple studies, back up the pressure lowering, lowering ability. One published in the Journal of Logical Sciences. So that link to that study, as well as some of the other um, foods such as uh, hibiscus and cheese seeds and beans, salmon, the whole night. I will put that up on the dynamic Facebook. All right, that's it. For health news. Move on Weird to Okie dokie, what do we have for weird news there, Sipu Bob? Cool, the guy who's not breaking up will uh, read the weird news. You're breaking up pretty bad, though. What? Jeez, that sucks. Yeah. I, I, I know, you're on a high, high five. So, yeah. weird news. I close out some other stuff. Okay. Oh, do you have all this stuff? Yeah, you just like me. You have all this, 100 windows open. That drives my boss absolutely nuts. When he walks by my desk, mm -hmm. and I've got like like ten PDFs open, I've got like five Word docs, Excel docs, and they're all open. And they're all over the place. Where it takes me a minute to to minimize them, so I can go to something else. But <laughs> my boss is always <laughs> that way. I swear to God. Okay, so this is from uh, Dallas. An East Texas man was wounded after he fired his gun at an armadillo. In his backyard, and the bullet ricocheted <laughs> off the armadillo's shell and hit him in the face. <laughs> you big dummy! <laughs> what an idiot! <laughs> oh, so oh in, lord, in, okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Kings County Sheriff Larry Rose said the man, who was not identified, went outside his home in Marietta. Southwest of Texarkana, in, at around 3 a.m. on Thursday morning, he spotted the armadillo on his property and opened fire. His wife was in the house. He went outside and took his 38 revolver and shot three times at the armadillo. Rose said, "The animal's hard shell deflected at least one of three bullets, which struck the man's jaw." He said. <laughs> now, does it say? Does it say if the armadillo died from that at all? No, it does oh not my say if the armadillo didn't hurt. So why does this guy even shoot? Armadillos are gonna like eat sheep or terrorize your cats or anything. I figure, you know, unless you're gonna eat it, why shoot it? Oh, and and did, do people eat armadillo? I'm, I'm looking this up. I'm if people eat armadillos. Uh, let me see here. Those as food. Um, okay, this is what it says. 
It may seem like an odd question, but the answer is yes. In many areas of Central and South America, armadillo meat is often used as a part of an average diet. Armadillo meat is a traditional in Oaxaca, Mexico, and I've people of South America keep small varieties of armadillo as edible house pets. Edible house pets? <laughs> oh my God! And during the Depression, those were often eaten by hungry people. They were called Hoover dogs by angry President Herbert Hoover's broke chicken in every pot. The meat is said to taste like fine-grained, high-quality pork. That, that I didn't know. Now, armadillos are known to carry leprosy, although the incidence level is fairly low in most regions, um, uh, and there is risk of transmission undercooked. So, if anybody feels like they want to get into the armadillo farming industry, Make sure that all of your uh, mating pillows don't have leprosy. And that that's pretty interesting. I wouldn't have known about armadillo meat. Right. <laughs> so no, definitely not. Yeah. With that, let's go to Bob's entertainment news. Uh, and, and stay tuned, will... folks. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna gonna say stay tuned because the entertainment news we're going to take a short break and we'll be back and master mark shuey so stay tuned folks so entertainment news what do we got pierce brosnan one of the very famous james bond characters pierce brosnan tried uh -huh. to board an airplane last sunday afternoon with a knife in his bag but 007 couldn't slip it by a tsa agent who called him out on it. A TSA official hmm. from, from the Burlington International Airport in Vermont told TMZ it is unclear if Brosnan knew the knife was in his carry-on bag. But once they hmm. saw the weapon, they pulled, out, they pulled the bag aside and called over Brosnan. The official says they gave Brosnan the option to surrender the knife or put it in his checked baggage. He took number two and went on his way no arrest or a citation there you have it there you have it well i've, I've done that i kind of forgot that uh i had my leg and uh and they, they they had to take it away from me i was kind of was kind of bummed about that <laughs> <laughs> well, wow! My, my brother-in-law one time went on, went to go on a plane, and he had a he had a mustache, so he had a trimming kit in his bag, and he had to surrender it because he had a pair of uh, scissors for clipping his his mustache. Um, that's that's I know it's horrible. Well, let, uh, let's do this, everybody. Um, uh, stay tuned because. For this upcoming short break, we'll be back with Grandmaster Mark Shuey. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. Experience the history, beauty, culture, and tradition of the martial arts at the world's first martial arts history museum. Located in the city of Burbank, California, visitors will enjoy learning how Asian history became part of American history. For more information, visit our website at ma museum.com A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. 
the odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent? One in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories? One in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. You know, a lot of kids in my neighborhood have really bullied me. There's these teenagers around my neighborhood who sometimes just ride around us on their bikes calling calling us swear words and like throwing stuff at us. He grabs my jacket just to get in line first and he was running after me and then he grabbed me by the hood and I started choking. I wasn't doing anything he called me gay because he didn't like me. Bullying is wrong because it like hurts people's feelings and it makes you feel bad about yourself. It can make someone feel uncomfortable and scare them and make them not want to go back to school. It lowers their self-esteem. And it doesn't just always hurt on the outside. It also hurts on the inside. But do you know what I say when he's bothering me? I say, don't do that. If you don't stop, then I'll go tell the teacher. Stop. Could you please not do that anymore? Stop. Stop bullying. It is not cool. Hi folks, this is Ristita De Jesus of Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. And I just want to send a shout out to a good friend of the Dynamic Dojo show, Mr. Justin Harvey. Now Justin's got two big passions in the world, and those are radio and martial arts. A student of Frank Duke's, Justin is a true student of the arts. Now Justin has cerebral palsy, but that doesn't stop him at all. In fact, If somebody says that something can't be done, Justin will just get out there and do it, no matter what. He's the host of The Justin Harvey Show and has had guests such as Cynthia Rothrock, Frank Dukes, Ernie Reyes Sr. and Jr., Eric Lee, and many more. The Justin Harvey Show is syndicated on iTunes, so what are you waiting for? Go check it out. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do... You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamic dojo radio post at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. All right. And our back. This is Dojo Radio. Steve and Robert. Our phone number here is three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. And if you would like to speak to our special guest tonight, please give us a call. Um, we also have our chat board on our blog talk radio show marquee. Just a little bit the player, and you can 
questions if you don't want to call in. But it's so much more fun to call in. So Lisa um, and I are really honored to have Grandmaster Mark Shui joining us. Uh, Grandmaster Mark is a master in Tang Soo Do, Taekwondo, Kido, and uh, well known for Kane's League. So please welcome Grandmaster Mark Shui. Grandmaster Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Sound good? We are doing we awesome, and we're doing awesome online with us. Thanks for joining us. No problem. You're breaking up a little bit, though. Oh no. <laughs> oh yes. See, this means I, I this means I have to have Bob do all the talk. Uh. Oh, we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been having trouble with uh, with this studio for the last month, and I can't figure out how to fix it. But uh, so, pardon me if I if I break up a little bit. So, um, what we usually like to do um, start off our and have our special guests talk a little bit about their beginnings in the martial arts. So, can you? There's a little bit about uh, how you started in the martial arts. Well, how far back do you want me to go? I was bullied as a kid, and uh, and then uh, I got. Remember, you want to start back that far back? <laughs> oh yeah, do it. Okay, well yeah, I was about maybe ten or so, and this big guy knocked me down on the ground, and these other kids were laughing, and I uh, was down. I said this will never happen again, and one of my best friend's fathers was a Golden Gloves guy. So I started boxing, and then my dad put me into judo, and uh, I never got picked on again. And then after I got out of the Army, I got real serious, and I joined the Chuck Norris uh, system, Tong Sudo, back in the late 60s, early 70s. And then uh, I was with them for about eight years, got my first black belt, and then I switched over to uh, Taekwondo with uh, Master Neil Citron, and Grandmaster Young Q and went into Hop Keto, that's where I picked up the cane. And, uh, oh. and then uh, I was visiting my brother in Palm Springs the weekend I was there. Three ladies over, the six, over 65 were brutally attacked, and two of them had canes, and I kind of got my calling. Um, I couldn't believe that, number one, what these predators do to people. And uh, I, uh, at that time, I was a general contractor with uh, over uh, 91 employees, and I, uh, I was able to put my craft, which I love working with wood, and I so I make real strong combat fighting canes. The regular canes are just stronger than the regular, you know, the stuff. Plus, I design my own stuff now, and mm -hmm. uh, and the martial arts because I couldn't believe when I started looking things up that there was a lot. There were canes in the martial arts, but there were no cane system. So I was lucky enough and found my niche. Oh, cool. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Now, you are also a successful uh, tournament competitor. Can you tell our yeah. listeners a little bit about your competition days? Uh, and what, what do you specialize in, kata, sparring, or both? Well, I first started out, of course, being with the Norris system. I was a fighter. And actually, I hated kata. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But when I first started making canes, <laughs> the Cane Masters is technically a company I started making canes, but I couldn't find a good combat cane. So I made it my own, and I started making them. 
And uh, I, to, to sell them, I started doing tournaments because I've already been in tournaments a lot, fighting and stuff. So I had to learn katas. And uh, after quite a few years, I'd say about five, I was uh, I was damn good. I don't want to brag, but I was number one uh, in the world tournament circuit for four years. And um, people started asking me, uh, how do I become a cane master? And there was no cane system, uh, you know, martial arts dedicated only to the cane. And I designed one up and came out with it in 99. And the rest is pretty much history. Now it's uh, cool. it's pretty much a traditional system. A good friend of mine, Grandmaster Cran- Clifford Crandall Jr., uh, helped me design it all up along with Eric Stolick, and uh, we have one hell of a system now. And we have a new part Very of the system cool. called the the black uh, the Silver Dragons just came out last month, and we have another one called Cane Fu, which is designed mainly for seniors and disabled to get them to know that the cane is not a crutch. Most people. Believe it or not, I think a cane makes them look old. So going after the seniors, it's hard to get them to even look at the cane because they don't want to be old. But after they look in the mirror a mm-hmm. few times and get their hand on one of my canes, they fall in love with it. It's a whole new mindset for a person. They start standing up straighter mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, you know, you can get a cane going over 200 miles an hour. So it's a hell of a tool. Whoa. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And technically, it is a medical device. So you can carry it anywhere in the world. And uh, yeah. we have thousands. I mean, there's hundreds of techniques to become a black belt in the American cane system. You have to know over 100 techniques and eight katas and a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, it's a regular traditional system. It takes the average person about two, three years to get to a black belt level. If you've had a lot of mm-hmm. screamer work or or our niece, it's not doesn't take that long because all you have to do is learn how to use the crook because you know the crook's the bend portion of the cane, which is very, very effective. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's not rocket science, but it's something you can carry anywhere in the world. I do recommend all my students that they get a, per, a, a prescription from either their a chiropractor or doctor because they'll give it to you without any problem whatsoever. So if something does happen, oh, okay. you can show that uh, you can carry a cane. But technically, by the Disability Act, you, ne- you don't have to tell them why you're carrying a cane. It's none of their business. And, oh, okay. You know, That's good. Well, yeah. A police officer can take that's, away a baseball cool. bat, can take away a stick, can take away a golf club, uh, knives or anything else. They, they can't really take away a cane. If they take away your cane and you fall down, who's liable? They exactly. Are. Exactly. So that's absolutely right. It's really, a, it's really a hell of a tool, and once people get it in their hands, they fall in love with it. And nowadays, with what's going on with our economy and uh, the, uh, the predators out there, it's just smart to learn how to carry one. That's the hardest Part the students have is to carry one. If they can't carry one, I tell them to mm-hmm. put one in their car, one by their front door, and one in their bedroom. <laughs> God, but, but the cane, if it's not, uh, it's not only for the elderly, right? I mean, like someone like oh, me or Bob can, be, can just. You can be 12 years old and carry a cane. It's for people that cool. have an injury. Yeah, whether it's your hip, your yeah. back, your balance, or whatever. It's a, it's a tool, and uh, it's a, uh, you know, it's for people that have a. Any kind of a, uh, a health issue of walking or anything, and like I said, a twelve-year-old can carry one. That's it's that a medical is cool. device. So, um, and once that, you learn how to use cool. it, especially, I mean, I'd say seventy-five percent of my uh, people that carry canes don't really need one. They carry it for their own personal mm-hmm. protection and, and to protect their family and loved ones. That's cool. Uh, you, you, I definitely that keep, want keeps, to. Oh, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you first. I was going to say, I definitely, 
I definitely want to get uh, one of your canes because uh, a few years back, broken my ankle for like the fifth time, and, <laughs> and yeah, and I got like one of those cheapy canes over at Rite Aid and stuff like that, and I and I some time picking one out because I'm like, well, I want one with, you know, with a crook on it. And I'm like, Gosh, you know, I really need to get one of Mark Shuey's canes since my since my ankle is uh, healed up since then. But you know, I I really want to get one of your canes because I can just carry it anywhere. You know, I mean, I, I get on planes a lot, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I definitely think I, I should be able to go in you, you, with yeah, you go on my website. not worry about you checking can, my Yeah, but if you go on my website, you can design your own cane. I have a place there where I have a whole bunch of different options for you, and if I don't have the option you like, you can add it if I can do that to a cane. I love working with wood, so making custom canes is great, but I can make any kind of cane you want, and all my canes are at least an inch. Well, I do have some seven-eighths that are pretty dense, but they're made out of American hardwood, Mm -hmm. and uh, the strongest one we can bend right now is, is hickory. And um, there's a few companies out there that carry some woods. They bend, but they're not they're not dried properly. If you don't dry the uh, sticks properly, if you kill dry them, they'll they'll crack and they'll have honeycombs inside, which is a big void inside the, the piece of wood. So you have to be careful on some of the oh. ones you do get from some of these people. So, um, but yeah, you can design any kind of cane you want. Uh, I have I just designed a new one about eight months ago. We call it the personal protection cane. And it's uh, it's got a nice. Uh, we used to call it a head knocker, but now we just call it a good thumb rest or a palm rest, or you can put a, a derby handle on it. And uh, it's just an awesome tool, and it won't slip off of anything you strike. <laughs> so uh, that's it's, awesome. Uh, yeah, look at yeah my cane my my cane master site is called canemasters.com. That's C-A-N-E-M-A-S-T-E-R-S.com. But look under uh, design your own cane. And uh, you can, like I said, make your own. I do have, you know, probably 40 different models out there already. Most of them you can pick. But there's mm-hmm. some guys that come up with some great ideas. And I love designing new canes. And I'm starting These to do a lot of the, what so do you call it? Cool. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to get you one so you, you uh, next time we'll, we'll talk and I'll, I'll make you a good one. And you'll be Oh, that'd be great. It'll, it'll be my gift to you. I'm sure so. I would. For having Aww. this great radio show, which gets people out, you know, lets people know what the martial arts is all about. You know, some people think the martial you, arts is about you, a cult, and it's not. It's, it's for helping people and yourself, helping your yeah. loved ones, and getting yourself self-confidence for mm-hmm. yourself. Absolutely. You know, yeah. a couple of years ago, Mark, I herniated a disc in my back, and I was on the king for about three months. We need to get, uh, you need it more than I do, then. <laughs> well, if I keep breaking this well, as a martial artist, you're walking with this with this tool to keep your balance and to keep your, your you know to to alleviate a little pain. And you're walking, going, okay, I've I've got a bad back. If I'm attacked, what am I going to do? Of course, I studied the screamer for a number of years too. Yeah, all the, all the screamer techniques work on a cane. Absolutely, they do. Yep, every a stick Absolutely. to stick. So anything you do with a, any kind of a screamer. Or even a Joe, just add the crook to it, and you have one hell of a tool. And the thing is, the straight sticks, now even California is trying to make a straight stick a billy club, which is silly. But uh, but you put a crook on the end of it, and it just uh, makes it so the Disability Act will cover you. And uh, you can carry them anywhere. Mm. Anywhere at all, because it is a medical device. You don't don't tell people that it's for Mm self-defense. You tell them you need the cane and let it go with that. They're not technically mm-hmm. they're not supposed to ask why you, why you're carrying it. 
But if you want to, you know, oh, tell good, them you have good. a sore toe or whatever it is, you're, you're losing your balance. You don't want to lie to them and tell them you have a broken leg because then they can x-ray and, you know, say you're a liar. But you never also want to say, I carry it for self-defense and this guy attacked me and I used it. And you, just, you, you carried it because oh, you, yeah. uh, you needed it. Before you had your, that a sore ankle, whatever it happens to be. So any excuse is mm-hmm. good. But, uh, you know, when some of these the prosecutors out there, they want to try to, to earn a little gold star and uh, just tell them you needed the cane, you were off balance or whatever it happens to be, your, your toe hurt, your ankle hurt, and uh, you're allowed to carry them anywhere. And you can get on airplanes first if you push it. That's true. And, uh, That's oh. true. I know it's true. I, I do it once in a while. Especially when the lines are long and I have a lot of baggage with me, so I can get my bag up in the uh, overhead and stuff. And you know, it's now, amazing. Do people, if you take, go ahead. Uh, now, do people, uh, does do the airline actually like, profile people that actually try to get on a plane with a cane? No. Imagine like somebody like uh, coming up to some uh, elderly woman or man and say, "Hey, you know, can we X-ray your?" Something like that. <laughs> I, I, I had TSA people come up to me and ask for my autograph. Okay, oh, so it, it's, it's a cane is, is a medical device, and you can carry it anywhere in the world. And uh, you just, you know, yeah, you don't want to. Like I had to tell one kid that he can carry the cane through the airport, and he, I watched him. He was swinging it over his head. Of course, they said no, and they made him put it well. in the. In the, you know, in the, the luggage department. But, uh, yeah, you just if you carry it, right. and uh, you don't even have to limp. There's nothing in the CCNRs that say you have to have a limp when you carry a cane either. And, like, I, was, I went to England. The line going through customs was three and a half hours long. person saw me with the cane. I walked wow. and moved me to a line that had two people in it. Saved me three and a half hours of my time. I was in a restaurant in Las Vegas, just won the cool. title over there, Stan Winston's, this is probably 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and uh, I was there with my uh, girlfriend, two kids, uh, hour and a half wait for steak and lobster dinner. The maitre d' saw me, walked to the end of the line, pulled me up, and I did limp all the way up to the front of the line, but uh, it does have its positives. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Mark, as a competitor, you've been around a long time. What yeah. do you think? How how would you compare the tournaments when you were competing to how they are now? Uh, I don't know if you want me to get into that or not. I think that they're getting to be a joke. Oh please! Do. I went <laughs> I went I went to one and I, they wanted me to be center judge and I said no. I don't like to do that anyway. Long story short, we're going through the grands. There's five guys up there doing grand champion black belt. The second guy up trips on his hakama, falls on top of his is Bo staff and he gets up and says i'd like to start over of course i laugh because back in my day i mean if you were black belt and you screwed up you were done <laughs> and the center judge said okay and i just went what and they said oh yeah we allow that now i said i'd like to find you got to find a new judge i don't want to be part of this anymore it's so there's not all of them are doing that but there's quite a few of them it's not like it used to be i mean when you're up there going for grands if you uh blink wrong you lose points and uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, I mean, there's a lot of good competitors out there. I'm not saying that, but there's, it's, it's, there's some of the rules are getting silly. Um, I just wish they would go back 10 years. I mean, if you're a black belt and you're going for grands, you make a mistake and you're SOL. But uh, it's mm-hmm. not like it used to be. That's all I can say. Well, I think when I started, there were no, there was no safety gear. We'd leave the dojo bleeding and bruised. <laughs> And, yep. uh, and, and now they <laughs> get like, hit and they start crying. Like that. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a few yeah. of them out there that do that. But uh, the insurance people uh, are, are kind of ruining the whole the whole art. That's a good point. Have, That's a yeah, good point. And, and then you have some of these dojos that are making seven and eight year old black belts. And you know, hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh me. I don't know. It's, me and Bob uh, I, I still, go on. Go and, me and can go on about that. Because <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, nine years old. You know, you're not even oh. old enough to to know, you know, how to what goes on you even, outside you, of no, you, no, it's it's oh. it's silly. It's totally silly. I've, I mean, I I lowered my standards down to sixteen, but that's about as low. I mean, you do have exceptional kids, but uh, if they are that exceptional, they understand, and uh, you make them a junior black belt, and uh, maybe mm-hmm. one or two degrees a junior. I was I was in uh, New England. This was probably eighteen twenty years ago, and I'm uh, I'm up there at that time. I was a seventh degree, and this little thirteen year old comes up. And she had seven stripes on her black belt. And she goes, oh, you and I are the same grade. I went, oh, oh my God. And then I said, I, I don't think we are. I'm just getting ready to test. <laughs> but, oh uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's silly. I mean, some of these guys are filling their students with heads full of mush. They're going to get out there and have a situation and get hurt. Because uh, to be a black belt is, is, to me, back in my day, I mean, they could almost walk on water. You go back, you know, mm-hmm. 30, 40 years, because I've been doing it about 55 years now. After all, I'm 39 with 30 wow. years' experience of being 39, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love Oh, my God, that's awesome. <laughs> I have to. Anyhow. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so, getting getting the uh, uh, the the thing about you know starting over again. I think I'm trying to remember what year that started. I think it started in the. Uh, early, well, it wasn't in. Well, I, my my last midnight. year, I got hit by a drunk. Yeah, I got hit by a drunk driver in '03, and it wasn't that way when I had to you know drop out. And uh, it was that that was on my last year. It was actually '02. And then mm. '03, I got hit by a drunk, so I was, it was putting me out of commission for a few years. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, I don't know when it started, but boy, I mean these tournaments, and everybody gets a trophy. Uh, hello, if you don't if you don't win, you shouldn't be getting a trophy. How you have to have competition in this world, as far as I'm concerned. And, exactly. Uh, these people that uh, just walk in and get a trophy for just showing up is kind of silly. I mean, even the schools now, they I mean they give you a, a, a diploma for showing up. You don't have to learn anything, and uh, the the, oh, the, the America is getting wimpified <laughs> a little bit too much. That uh, that and I didn't the know because uh, it it is it is because um you know I'm I I definitely have not been doing as long as you have, but I'm reading if up you were allowed to start over, but you just zero. That was well, it. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, the, you know, the zero. Only... white belts, you can go in there and do it once or, you know, do a start over. But not when you're, you've got any rank. I mean, either you got yeah, it or you don't have it. Yeah, but now at black belts, but they're having black belts start over and they'll only take a tenth of a point or something like that. What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, if you're in a real fight, you don't up. get to start over. <laughs> you don't get to yeah, say, wait that's... a minute, I didn't have my foot right. 
you can't hit me right now. Let me get, get me, get, let me go stretch a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's, right. It's, it's, it, it just, you know, black belt training is to help you save your life. And uh, out there in the street, mm-hmm. that guy holding a knife or whatever he's holding is not going to say, oh, it's okay, wait a second, I'll let you go home and get your gun. I'll wait here. <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh you, you, you dropped your knife on the floor? You go ahead and pick it up. I'll let you. We can start over again. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not the real, it's not how the world works. <laughs> that's, that's so true. I, I don't mean to laugh, but it's like, I, I'm laughing because you have to look at the, you know, the that is that you know, a lot of places will will teach their students you can you can oh. start over, you know. Yeah, well, uh, um, or I, that you can only stop or whatever, you know. <laughs> I had a friend of my brother-in-law's. He's a little kid, 13 years old. He goes, "Oh, I hear that you're a black belt." And I said, "Yes." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm a world champion, and I'm a black belt too." And he's 13 years old. I said, "Really, a world champion?" He goes, "Yeah, I was in uh, Bronson, Missouri, and and we had a world tournament, and I came in first place." I said, "A world tournament?" I said, "How many countries were involved?" He goes, "Countries? We had over 45 people there." I said. I, I didn't want to pop the kid's bubble, but I mean, my goodness, these oh, instructors telling their kids they're a world title owner when they have you know, go against 45 people. Hello, because you know, oh. back when you go against NASCA and and the U and black belt, yes. uh, you know, they have 17, 18 different countries there. And you know, I traveled over to to Europe and competed in Mexico and Canada. I mean, when you in a world tournaments, and there's you know, 25 to 2,500 to 4,000 competitors. It's a whole different mm-hmm. story. It's not. It's not. You don't. These guys that win one tournament and think they're a world title holder are are, are mistaken. You're supposed to belong to an association, and then you win thirteen or fourteen tournaments in that year. Whoever gets the most points mm-hmm. wins, but not one tournament. But, wow. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe I'm too old-fashioned. I don't know. No clue. No, 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 you're not. You know, I mean, a world a world championship. Yeah, but it's not one tournament. You have, there's a there's a whole circuit you have to stay on top of. Huh. You know, I did it for four years, and I have really? I did think at least at least about eleven a year on that one circuit, and that's a lot of travel, and a lot mm-hmm. of time, and a lot of money. Actually, I didn't get sponsored by anybody, so I did it all myself. But it's uh, and it's fun out there, and it is a point game. I mean, I remember one. I went Friday in Texas, and Saturday I was in Washington D.C. competing, because it is a point game. Oh, stay on top. Wow. You got to you got to go to all the tournaments you can to to try to win them all. That's right. Got, hey, Mark, we've got, a, got, we've got a caller. Would you, would you like to take a phone call? Sure. Okay, right. let me bring Let's him on. Area code seven zero four. You're on live with Dynamic Dojo and Grandmaster Mark Shuey. Who are we speaking with? Hey, hey, how's everybody? This is Pat McDaniel. Hey, Patrick, I knew it was you, man. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing, Patrick? How's it going? Hey, I'm, I'm absolutely great. You know, I, I've been listening, and uh, I just kind of get excited. It's a sad thing, but I get excited when I hear someone else that has the same attitude towards uh, uh, young black belts and the tournament circuit that I do. You know, I just appreciate mm-hmm. that someone else that sees the same thing. Uh, I've been going through the same thing as far as the tournaments and uh, young black belts. Uh, my thing is, if your parents go out on a date and you have to have a babysitter, you shouldn't have a black belt. 
That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> I never put it that way, but that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, I just I just really appreciate hearing it. And and I don't I don't think you're I'm not gonna say you're old school. I just think you're you're authentic. That's the way it should be. You know. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Some some things, you know, here I I've got the uh I've got this uh this 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 water tank, you know, or the fish tank, or fish aquarium, right? You know, I had a fish aquarium a, a, a few years ago, and I wasn't really wasn't really wise enough to keep it up. You know, I just wanted it because I thought it was cool, right? Yeah. So I got this fish tank, mm -hmm. and at, at some period, you know, the water got dingy and dirty. I know you're supposed to clean it and you know and change the water, whatever. But what I didn't know is you're not supposed to put all the water out, right? So I uh, put uh -huh. all the water out and put all brand new water in, and when I put the fish back in, they all died. Oh, right? yeah, shock. Yeah. They all died. Yeah, so, yeah, the fish died. And so then when I start asking around, then I find out, well, you're not supposed to put all the water out. Well, see, in martial arts and in life and in the community, Things are going to change. There's going to be new things anyway. But do not get rid of all the old traditions. No, you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Another, another thing that's getting silly out there is all these grandmasters. I met a grandmaster. He told me he was 27. And all I could do is kind of <laughs> laugh. You know, yeah, 27-year-old grandmaster. <laughs> what? Seven I'm not going to tell you what I said. I don't think oh, we say it over God. the phone, but it's... Uh, it's it's that's getting kind of silly too. I mean, back yeah, in my day, yeah. I mean Chuck Norris was a high rank at third degree back in the '60s, and you exactly. never saw a tenth degree, and now everybody's a tenth degree. You know, oh, I just so, saw a tenth degree tonight on Facebook. It's been training for 15 years. Yeah, and then they got guys that say they're fifteenth degree. I might do they walk on water or how does that work? I don't understand that. <laughs> oh, you know, it's, <laughs> every, every time someone says they're degree I have to say so that means if the rule still where you have to be at least two ranks above to promote someone that means any out there who's 13th degree <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that is ridiculous you know really <laughs> oh my goodness no, I know that I when oh, I was promoted, um, I had, I never said anything about the cane, but that was you know promoted by a, by a grandmaster board, the head sulkyship. Uh, Frank Sanchez has a world head sulkyship. Oh yeah, he's got a board the of, world of people, Council. and yeah, and you have right. to you know you have to be in front of a board, especially in all these guys that are starting. There are new systems. They they should go out and prove that it is a new system. I mean, some exactly. of these guys they leave their dojo yeah. and they change they change the order of the workout, and all of a sudden they change the name, and then you have Taekwondo Hoopoo, or whatever you oh, want yeah. to call it, and it's uh, it's getting <laughs> silly. I mean, how many how many different ways can you throw a front kick? Or do a exactly. your wrist lock. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's, the, whole, the whole thing's getting kind of watered down. It's kind of silly. And mm -hmm. like I said before, I was just surprised that nobody had a cane system out there, or else I wouldn't be where I am now. It's just, uh, exactly. and, and I highly recommend, you know, there's 10,000 people a day turning 65. The market is changing. If you have a dojo, I highly recommend you learn how to, the cane, how the cane works because in eight years over one third of our population is going to be over 65 years old and they're going to need something to do and who's got the money exactly. out there 
And another thing, you got the mm-hmm. when the grandparents go in, they take the cane. They're serious about learning because they're scared, and they see the dojos, and then they bring their grandkids in. So not only are you teaching seniors now the cane, mm-hmm. you got brand new grandkids coming in there to learn martial arts. So it's a it's a good plus for any any dojo to learn the cane. And I've been doing this what twenty years now, and I think I've only hit about fifteen percent of the market because the cane's not a glorified oh. fancy looking tool. Okay. Reput- yeah, so I, I do, people should think about the cane pretty seriously because uh, uh, one third of the population there's going to be over a hundred million people that have that are that are are going to need a cane someday. I don't care who you are. Once mm-hmm. in a while, you hurt yourself. You need a cane, and when you're on a cane, you're a target. And so you learn how to walk better and stand up straight. Mm. When I have a senior come into my class that walks in with his head hung down, he walks slow, within a half hour they're standing up straight going, hey, I'm going to go for a walk this afternoon. I mean, they, yeah. they get a whole new set of confidence through them. It's, it's, it's wonderful. You're helping a lot of people. Right. And right. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, got, I've got a question for you. Okay. That's awesome. Sure. Okay. You, you talk a lot about, uh, I guess, the crook of the, uh, the crook, right? Yes, okay. Now, uh-huh. so is it, is a straight cane? Is it is it still under uh, the medical law, or whatever? Well, is it's not. It's the, a lot. Of, you can still get through the airport at this time with it, but I believe California and New Jersey are trying to make a straight cane a billy club. Okay. Supposed okay. To be legislation what? Kind of, okay. But yeah, it's yeah. silly. But uh, that's what I've heard. I can't. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, you have a stick, you need it, it's fine. But uh, a crook, I know, is covered by the Disability Act, and a straight cane is okay. not. Got That's what I need to know. Okay. Thank you. That, yeah, you're very welcome. That I did. Yeah. I, that I did. That's good information to know. So, yeah, that's why. Wow. And the, the crook is fun. I mean, you can learn how to use that crook. You can lock people up. You can get it around their neck, their leg, their arm. Exactly. You can you know, go behind them and pull out a kidney if you want. And do it. Yeah. what's amazing to me, I mean, <laughs> even today, I I make them the horn. The horn is the short end, and you can make that sharp. I took it to the Senate building. I mean, I mean, I sharpened the horn up so if you put the just the weight of the cane with the horn on your finger, your finger would bleed. And they let me through. I don't know what okay. I was thinking. I should have got us a new Congress. Wow. But uh, it was you. The cane is a medical device, <laughs> and as long as you tell them that's what it is, they they can't take it away from you. Now they can put you in a wheelchair if they can roll up a wheelchair. You know you got to turn your cane in, but uh, they don't. Okay. Do, they don't do that. The cane is a medical device, and just remember mm-hmm. that. That's what it is, and it can save your life. That's why you should carry one. Out of sight. <laughs> but uh, and all go canes, out and get a cane. You, yeah, you have to have a cane fitted for you also. Just and not any cane will work for you. If you're six foot eight, mm-hmm. you're gonna need a, a thirty nine inch cane. If you're five foot two, you're gonna need a thirty four inch cane. So you know, right. everybody's different. It depends on how far your wrist is from the ground. It has nothing exactly. to do with how long your legs are or anything else. It's how far your wrist is from the ground with your shoes you on. Hear that you hear that, Rusty? So so you can use a cane that's a number two pencil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now you forgot. You oh forgot. I met God. you guys in June. I met you guys in June, oh and Bob, God. you're not much taller than I am. <laughs> oh my God! That little number two pencil is gonna go right upside head next time. <laughs> oh. That's wild. Oh God. Well, you know, if somebody did get on an airplane funny. with a bunch of pencils, I'd be scared. <laughs> that's true. That's you yeah. know that's true because God, that's, that's a bunch of 
stabby, pointy, stabby things going on. <laughs> well, I don't know if I should say this over the over the radio or not, but you think about TSC. They're there to keep unaware people happy. Yeah, but they're there to keep unaware people happy. There are so many weapons on the plane to begin with. Think about what, what exactly. a rolled-up magazine can do. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. it's crazy. So it's if somebody's on that airplane and determined to wants to try to take it over, they can do it. There's, there's nobody on the plane that uh, knows how to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And only 2% of the population takes any kind of self-defense. Exactly. I think it's 2.5 or 2.8% of the population takes self-defense. Well, so that's how these people at 9-11 got away with it. Yeah, not very many people. That's almost the same in every country. 2 to 3% of the people take any kind of self-defense. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Um, that's, you have to, like, remember that. Cause about that statistic. Yeah. Like crazy. So yeah, that needs another to statistic is a yeah, thirty-eight percent of women are attacked, and that's just the ones they know about. So exactly. uh, I mean, if you're a woman, you mm-hmm. you should take a self-defense course, period. And I highly recommend you carry a cane and and get out, get the get the mindset the cane's not a crutch. People don't think you're uh, uh, disabled or a, or a weirdo because you carry a cane. Most people look at the cane and they don't worry about it. They're not worried about you either, but you can mm-hmm. sure protect yourself with one. You get that thing going 200 miles an hour, no matter what you hit, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. In All fact, right. if you hit somebody Bob. and you use one hand with the cane, you, you'll kill somebody if you hit them in the head. Right. It's a, it's right. a potent tool. It's a potent right. tool. And, wow. Now, how did you develop uh, your your uh, cane system? Because you, you, you have mentioned cotton. Now, yeah. did you take take them from other systems? Did you develop your own? How did that work? I, did, when you developed I actually developed. I actually developed my own katas. There weren't too many out there. Uh, I, there was uh, a, there's a couple of uh, schools out there that had katas. I mean, Kane's five thousand years old, so there's nothing that I've right. invented. I just kind of put it all together. Right. But nobody put a system together. I think there was a guy. I can't remember his name. Back in the 1920s who had a system, I can't remember the name of it right off the hand, but he only had 28 techniques. But he was doing something with the cane. He had to put a little pamphlet out on it. But, you know, my mm-hmm. my system has over over 100 different techniques, plus a lot of you know, other stuff. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff you can do with a cane. There's thousands of techniques, depending on how they're coming at you, how many of them are. Nowadays, when you get attacked, you don't get attacked by one person. You get probably attacked by three to six. Mm-hmm. I had... Problems with six people about four or five years ago. Yeah, the kids are—they don't go by themselves. And all these home invasions—they don't do it by themselves. They're breaking oh. into homes with machetes. It's—it's uh, it's crazy out there. And you have about a 17% chance they're going to be coming at you with a gun, and a, about a 60% chance they'll have a knife. So you have to—you know—you you, got to be aware and keep your eyes open. And the cane can keep somebody five feet away from you without a problem. Really. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. So, I mean, when Tom Clancy put me in his novel, um, um, I was getting phone calls from CIA and FBI guys. They were flying out from New York, taking my classes and stuff. It was kind of fun. And then I was on the cover of Wall Street Journal, and the uh, news networks picked me up. I was on CNN quite a few times and Fox News and the Today Show. In fact, there's one called uh, Seeking Solutions with Suzanne that's coming out in a few months. 
that's going to supposed to go to 24 million mm-hmm. senior homes. So hopefully that'll wake quite a few people up. But yeah. the average person thinks wow. the king's a crutch, and uh, it's not. It's anything. But it's a tool. It's a it's a medical device that can save your life. And that's that's the long and short of it. Mm-hmm. And I highly now, recommend you. Yeah, very cool. Very one. Very cool. Now, Mark, when you're developing the katas, a lot of martial arts systems like Wing Chun. Think uh, systems like that have significance to the kata. A certain number of moves per per form per kata. Do your forms have any significance? Yeah, in that we, uh, we 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 pretty much you know my background is all uh, Korean with uh, Tong Sudo, Taekwondo, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Hapkido. It's all all Korean background. So we have to start out with a basic H pattern. We but we do make you do a right and left handed. You have to know the cane with both hands. Because uh, you don't know what's going to happen, what the situation is. One day you might have a bad wrist, one day you might not. So I, you have to, in the, in the cane master, the American cane system, you have to learn it with both hands. And we have eight eight different katas to get you up to black belt. And then, of course, we have the degrees in black belt. In fact, now we have, uh, uh, to be a second degree, you have to learn the uh, samurai sword techniques with a cane. Dana Abbott, one a good friend of mine, he has oh, most cool. people know him, But he... he uh, there's a story for you. We were in Texas together. I think it was at Larry at the uh, at the Sports Karate Museum. It had a uh, event, and I was watching uh, Dana do his stuff along with me. You know, I was doing my stuff anyway. I said, Dana, you know, my cane is as long as your sword. And you know, after a while, he goes, Yes, yeah, Shuey, what are you talking about? I said, it, it sure would be great to have some samurai sword techniques with a cane. Three weeks later, he handed me a DVD. This oh, Dana's a great guy. Wow. He. And uh, yeah, it's uh, called Street Smart, and uh, we have two da- two different uh, part one and part two. They both have two DVDs in each uh, part, and uh, samurai sword techniques with a cane. And then one of my uh, cane masters is also a fencer, so we have fencing with a cane. I mean, I'm trying yeah, to do yeah. everything I can with a cane because oh. there's so much you can do oh. with a cane, and I try to make it fun. And part of it, to become part of it and into the fifth degree, you have to know how to make a cane. I mean, you have to know everything about a cane when you go through the American cane system. Oh, cool. And, uh, it's, uh, I mean, I, it's a complete uh, system that's just dedicated to the crook cane. And there's a lot to learn. It's, it's not, when I went through with the, I had to go, going t- testing for my third degree black, I had to learn, I believe it was eight different cane techniques to get my third degree, you know, along with a bunch of other stuff. And then I learned what I had to, but being, you know, a 45 or third degree black belt, I was macho. I threw the cane in the closet. I didn't want to see it anymore. And also, back then, the crook could hardly even fit over my wrist. So, you know, and it was made out of pine. So it wasn't what I would call a combat cane. It was a piece of crap, actually. (laughs) And then when I decided to to start using the cane, I couldn't find a good one. I went to the library. I went bought magazines. Nobody made a good combat cane. So being a a woodworker, I started making them. And... uh, I, you know, I'm selling them all over the world now. They're a good, strong cane. It's one of the strongest canes you can buy. And they're uh, fun to play with. And they could save your life. Wow. Now, now, do you make the D personally? One at a time. Oh, I was just, <laughs> just going to ask, uh, Mark, if, uh, if do you make um, all your uh, each uh, personally? I, I probably make about sixty oh, percent of them. I stay up at night usually. I love wielding with wood, so I go in the. I have a workshop at my office, at the dojo. I have a cane making shop, but also at home, 
And depending on sometimes I get real busy, oh, cool. I'm up till two o'clock in the morning making canes. But I'll, I probably make about sixty percent of them myself than I have the guys making the oh. other ones. I make the real high end ones because I love working with wood. Oh, okay. I try to make each cane as though it's going to be mine, so I put a lot of love into it and a lot of energy. And uh, most people, oh, cool. well, like I, here's a quick story for you. I uh, had a guy, he bought a Grandmaster cane. They're $350. First he goes, 350 bucks mm-hmm. for a cane, that's a ripoff. But I'll get one anyway. So I said, okay. takes me about two weeks to make it. I sent it out to him. He calls back and he goes, boy, I apologize. I'm hanging this one on my wall. I want another one. These are works of art. I mean, I'm not wow. trying to brag, but there, I, I put everything I can into them. And, you know, we're, we're having that, uh, I think I told you about it, at the museum, the four dragons that are left, Cynthia Rothrock, Don Wilson, Eric Lee, and Ron Van Cleef, I'm making dragon canes mm-hmm. for them, a limited edition of 25. We have, I have dragon hands oh, cool. on the end of the cane, and I have some that have open mouths. You can see the teeth on them, and they have closed mouths. So we're going to make it a you know, collector's item for the canes. And uh, I'm trying to have fun. So they'll each autograph the cane, and then I'm going to have one cane that will have all four of their autographs on it. So um, I'm trying to have fun out there. And... Uh, who knows? I don't know if it's going to work or not, but they're beautiful canes, and they'll, uh, they're definitely going to be collector's items someday. That's for sure. It'll work. <laughs> definitely work if, uh, if it's uh, if be, you know, autographed by them, and, you know, and yeah. addition. I mean, handmade by you. That's, I yeah, mean, that's, I'll be making these myself, rare. and I do have a, a wood carver that does, that does the heads for me because I don't have time, and each head takes about two hours to make. The dragons are really good looking. And now we're like the one I'm making for Ron Van Cleef. I make he's gonna he's a black dragon, so I'm making a black uh, mm-hmm. dragon. I'm painting the teeth on it white. I mean, it looks awesome. I'm gonna put red eyes in it, and it's just an awesome looking cane. Oh, and then we'll have the scales. And if you learn how to rake with a cane, I have these notches in there. I call shark's teeth. You rake somebody uh, with those things, you can break every little small bone in their hand, or you can take off their ear if you want to. I mean, these these canes can can I get love it. Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely. And, that's that's awesome. When I go through through the, the security with them, I tell them that those are band holders for the exercise system because I do have a complete exercise system that you can do standing up, sitting down, or laying down, and have a complete workout. You have my cane with a uh, exercise band. You have a complete gym, and mm-hmm. uh, and I have some that have a rehabilitation system with it. So I mean, the cane is is definitely a medical device that you can get yourself stronger. I have some people that are on walkers. They they work. They do the exercise system with it. They go back to where using the cane again. <laughs> Another <Yeah>. story. <laughs> I had two wardens call me up. They go, "Oh, my inmates are starting to use carry canes around. Is this stuff with this cane thing real?" I sent them a DVD. Actually, the Street <laughs> Techniques one. And the guys call me up and go, "All my inmates are now using walkers." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, 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 the cane is real. <laughs> now, do, since you're, do, you, do you ever do a long distance instruction, Mark? Uh, oh yeah, I go I go around the world. I've well, been no, in, I uh, mean, well, no, I mean, like if somebody learned your system off of, off of your DVDs and then filmed themselves doing the, the technique. Yes, uh, yeah, I have that. I'm also getting into. Uh, what do you what do you call it? My brain just stopped. Where they, you can do it over the internet. I can watch them do it, and I'll correct them right over the internet. Uh, oh yeah. Or you know, nowadays we can see there and talk to each other. I can do it right over the internet. Most people send in a DVD. I do have schools all around. I even have some over in uh, England, uh, Ireland, uh, France, Germany, and Belgium. And 
they'll they'll test you out there. But a lot of them send me in the DVDs. I go through it. I write them what the, you know what to do to critique them, make them a little bit you know make them better, and uh, do it. I do have a rule. I have to see you before I get you the black belt. So I just don't pass out a black belt to anybody. Right. It's, it's I have a real system, and I don't want to give any uh, people that shouldn't be carrying a cane at least one of mine around because it is a hell of a you know it is a hell of a right. tool. So. Yeah, and you do have to. I uh, have to see you, or one of my uh, other cane masters have to see you perform in front of them before you can become a black belt itself. Mm-hmm. That is one of my rules. Because I don't, you know, some of these, sense. you know, you get these schools that give you a black belt in a year. I mean, people don't get hit enough times to have a black yeah. belt in a year's time. So uh, it's uh, you have to <laughs> right. you have to show up in in front of one of my one of my instructors or myself and and, and test. At least once before you get before you can go to black belt with it. Yeah. Now, I, now, where cool. where are your instructors located? I know you've got that big monster that lives in like Santa Barbara. That big guy. Remember him, Rusty? <laughs> he, he was a you mean no, a no Tom Foreman? Yeah, Tom he was Foreman. a beast. He he's a, he's my guy. I'm his bodyguard. He's only six five, two hundred seventy five pounds of solid muscle. He is, in fact, he. You know, with the kids, I, I have the American cane system. They go through that, and he started his own cane system called the Warrior Cane. I don't mind people doing mm-hmm. that because as long as they give me some credit for, you know, they're getting the basics from me. Everybody teaches a little bit different, and I don't want a bunch of clones running around there. I want people that have mm-hmm. an imagination and get the cane out there. I have other people that have done my stuff. I've cane Dukai with Dr. Joe and um, and and Tom actually he started the Warrior Cane. He's uh, we've helped over 500 wounded warriors. And we're going to, in fact, we're wow. going to be doing it uh, out in uh, Nebraska next month with uh, with the head sulky ship. We're going to do 50 wounded warriors out there. In fact, we're changing it to the Awesome Heroes. It's not really the wounded warriors. It's called the Warrior Cane Project. And Ron Grandmaster Ron mm-hmm. Ballas started one uh, with the uh, awesome, awesome Heroes because I've heard a lot of things about the wounded warriors. Uh, you know, they'll raise two hundred million dollars, and twenty and fifteen of it goes to the wounded warriors, and the rest is all expenses, which is, I think, outrageous. So I'm I'm getting in with uh, Ron Ballas and the awesome heroes. Ron Ballas is a a, a, a psychologist, and he's eighty four years old. He's a great martial artist, and he's starting a thing. And we have a cane in his uh, system for the. Uh, Awesome heroes, and uh, we'll be te- we'll be uh, probably teaching over a hundred of them in the next two months. And they 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 all get a free cane. The cane is valued at about two hundred and twenty five dollars. I do I put a lot of work into them, and then they give them four hours of instruction, all for free. It's all donated. It's a five hundred one c three. So we're we're out there helping all the uh, the veterans, the disabled veterans uh, that we can, because the government's not doing that so much for them. And let me tell you, they come in there, you know, in their wheelchairs and some of them, you know, amputees, et cetera, et cetera. And they leave a whole new mindset. It's a, it's great seeing these guys, you know, standing up straight and walking out of there knowing the cane could save their life. It's really, it's really awesome. You guys, cool. anybody can get out there. We have one that's going to be in Cleveland, Ohio. That'll be in October. I think it's October 17th with the Circle of Masters. And then we have one in mm-hmm. uh, Omaha, Nebraska. That's uh, happening uh, next month, I think, around the seventh, I believe. And uh, we're going to be helping fifty of them uh, at a time. And uh, the cane is just changing the whole attitude of these guys because they they don't they don't feel like they're on a crutch anymore. They don't they have they have a tool in their hand. They can take care of themselves. 
So uh, oh. the cane's getting out there any yeah, way I can get it out there. Really put it out cool. there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, cool. yeah, well, Tom Foreman's the one that started that. Helped over 500, okay. uh, 500 of them so far. So, wow. Yeah. So thank you, you, Mr. Yeah, if you want, you'd learn the cane, and you don't, you know, you, you don't want to be part of the American cane system, which I think is crazy because of all the advertising stuff we already do. Um, yeah, I don't mind if you start your own thing, uh, and if you want to change the name, that's fine. But get out there and help people with a the cane. They need it. And Lord knows I can't do it all myself. So anybody who can go out there and help mm-hmm. get that cane out there and teach and help these people that are going to need it, especially at 10,000 a day turning 65, um, it's, it's, it's necessary. If you don't start teaching the cane to them, you're mm-hmm. going to lose a lot, a lot of the market because the market's changing. Very cool. I'm 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 looking to see teachers in Washington. I'm looking. <laughs> I might have to. Chat. <laughs> California. Let's see. Uh, oh, okay. There's there's there, there's a bunch of people in California. Um, yeah, I have, I have I, a lot of we do, our, we're putting a new website up and we're trying to get anybody that does teach a cane. Let us know you teach the cane. Uh, send me a DVD and I'll put you on my website. We get about 8,000 people a day hitting the website and uh, we'll put you on there as long as you can show me that you teach the cane, know how to do it. Um, we'll put you oh, on wow. there because uh, we need, I, you know, it's not about me, it's about helping people. And we got so many people mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. AARP put me in their magazine. Uh, I was getting 50, 60 calls a day for months. Can people find out that they have to start carrying a cane because they lose their balance, which a lot of them do, especially past the age of 70. Um, mm-hmm. they, they lock themselves in their house. They're scared to take a walk. Um, and so go and teach them the cane. Like in, in, the, in our cane manual, we have different exercises to show them how to get their balance back. Um, and most people, fall, when they fall, if they had a cane, they wouldn't fall. Most of the injuries on one-third of the population over 65 fall. And they wouldn't fall if they'd carry mm-hmm. a cane. Here's a quick story for you. I was in the post office the other day. There's a guy, he's probably 70, 75 years old. I don't know for sure. He's taking four little four-inch steps. And I stopped him. I said, sir, you ever think about carrying a cane? I mean, it'll take the pressure off your hips and joints and you'll feel better. He looks up at me and goes, a cane would make me look old. <laughs> I just went, try the mirror. That would probably be your first guess. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, these people, they don't want to be old. They don't want to carry a cane. And uh, once they start carrying it, they get the cane in their hand. They, it empowers them because it's not a crutch. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a tool. And well, by the way, I really appreciate you guys getting me on this show. Too. I really, I really, you really hope to, you know, help a few people out there wake up and let them know the cane is a tool because it's it's something. Yeah. I mean, when I was, and if you would have told me when I was forty-five, I'd be teaching people do. the cane. I would laugh at them. But it's a it's a fun tool <laughs> and it's great to learn. It's a fun. It's not tool. too early. It's not too early to learn because you know, like, this a lot, especially. Tai Chi, and I just noticed Tai Chi cane. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that made me so happy because I'm a, I'm yeah, a Tai well, Chi that's player. That's the exercise um, portion of the cane because uh, yeah, know, I'm, in, I'm into uh, yoga quite a bit too. In fact, yoga changed my whole martial arts career, and it made me uh, it made me you know pretty much unbeatable when I was doing my katas in my fifties. I was like I said number number one for four years. So um, uh, and then Very yoga cool. helped me do that, and it helped me get the cane out there and get the balance and strength I needed to do it. 
But uh, the cane is uh, so cool. easy to t- easy to learn and easy to teach. And we have this, like the cane foo portion of it. You don't have to be a black belt to teach cane foo. Cane foo is to just go out there and get people that have not used a cane before. Let them uh, wake them up. Show them a few techniques. You have to know all the blocks and the strikes and some warm ups. And you have to know 12 techniques standing mm-hmm. and 12 techniques sitting. You show me that, I give you a certification that you have my blessing to go out there and teach new people how to get started with a cane. And then a lot of them, that especially the seniors, cool. they don't, yeah, they don't have time to become a black belt. So we started the the Silver Dragon system. So and in the Silver Dragons, we have four different levels, and it, we do it with sashes. So we have four ranking in there. And uh, at the end of the ranking, you can become a, a full-fledged cane foo instructor, or you can start within the third degree of becoming a black belt, the green belt. So it, it's, uh, I'm trying to cover everything I can to get people to wake up and start carrying a cane because there's so many people being attacked out there. And uh, if they just because they this carry a cane doesn't mean beautiful they're weak. Inf- Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, and that's one of the points that me and Bob wanted. Um, reasons why we wanted you on the show because we wanted to we're me and bob are known for trying to bust myth we're, we're like the myth bust <laughs> martial <laughs> arts when you say <laughs> well it's, it's important it's, yeah there's so many there's a lot of people that think that martial arts is a cult also i mean i can't believe some of the, you know, yeah. the stupid stories that go on out there and it's not. It's just getting people to get teachers, especially the kids. You teach them a little discipline, discipline and respect and self confidence. It changes their whole life. Mm-hmm. Well, what so, what um, I, I and I don't know if uh, Bob will agree with me, but you know, I think a lot of the reason why a lot of people think that the martial arts is a cult is because some schools like one. Um, well, there are there are a few you know, instructors out there that are that that are kind of weird <laughs> that do that. I mean, Lord knows everybody has their problems in every every different industry that's out there. But yeah, most I'd say I would say ninety eight percent of the people out there are good martial artists. Some of them are out there for the money. But uh, I'd recommend if you decide you want to put your kid into a martial arts school, you go to four or five different dojos. You take a look. You watch the instructors. See if that's what you want for your kid. Because everyone has their own swing. You know, Kane uh, should say. Kung Fu is a lot different than Taekwondo versus all the rest of them. There's so many different mm-hmm. styles and they do different stuff. So, you know, there's hard styles, soft styles. You want to see what's good for you as an individual and you think is good for your kid. Because some of these instructors shouldn't be teaching kids, as you know, and uh, some of them should. Mm-hmm. So to go out to don't go just to one dojo. Go to a couple of different ones. Find out the ones that's best for, for your, your individual or your kid and then go to that one. Because I mean, there's almost getting a you know a dojo on every corner, and that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Wow. So, um, one more time for our listeners. Um, um, I know you don't have to be a black belt to to uh, be certified in teaching the cane. Uh, but uh, can you tell our listeners how they you um to ask more information about that if they want to uh, at least well, maybe teach yeah. it on their own or suggest to their teacher or suggest it to their own yeah. teachers. Yeah, well, I, yeah check out my cane. website first. I have my, my, my website okay. is canemasters.com. That's C-A-N-E-M-A-S-T-E-R-S.com. And then my phone number is okay. 1-800-422-2263, which uh, the last four numbers spells out cane. So it's 
800 422 Oh, cool. And uh, we'll help you any way we can. We love talking to people, especially when, like, when we design canes. Instead of just going on the Internet and ordering one, give us a call on the phone. We can do it over the phone. That way you get exactly what you want. We don't mind talking to you and helping you out. If you ever have any questions at all, we're, we're here to help you guys. It's, you know... So uh, we can help you anyway. To me, if you have a website, you don't have a phone number on it, I'd be leery of it. But, uh, yeah, give us a call or go to the website, <laughs> pick it out, and uh, anything you want on there. Like I'm making a cane for a lady right now, and I'm, what do you call it, uh, uh, with a lot of blitz or something like that in there where I'm putting a lot oh, of uh, bling. red <laughs> Bling, yeah. So I'm making a couple bling. of canes, a lot of bling for a couple of different <laughs> ladies, and they're, they're loving it. I have one that has a camel head with green eyes, and she's a red warrior, and I'm putting red rubies in there, you know, red glass. And uh, I can put different color eyes in there. I put yin and yang eyes in there. In fact, I could tell you a quick mm-hmm. story if we have any time. I was going yeah. to the airport. Yeah, we do. The, the two, two, two security guards are looking at my cane. It was a nasty one. It had a real sharp bird's head beak on there. And the two guards look at it, they put their finger on the beak, and they're looking at it, and they give me the little finger sign saying to come over to me. So I walk over there, and one of them goes, boy, puts his finger right on the beak and goes, these are really nice eyes. I said, yeah, I put them on there myself. They're yin and yang <laughs> eyes, and they look really cool. And he goes, the, the, you know, the, the beak here is kind of sharp. And I said, well, it's an eagle, not a duck. And they both laughed. And then the other guard goes, well, what are all these notches on there for? And I said, well, those are for the people that I've killed. And he was talking about the shark teeth I have along there. They both laughed, handed me the cane. I got on the airplane first. The cane is a medical device, and as long as you, you keep it that way, you can carry it anywhere in the world you want. And uh, it's, So, it's but why fun. did they the finger to bring over there? I mean, were they, were they assuming well, because that you, the, you were carrying a weapon? Well, they just thought that the cane was a good-looking cane. They liked it. They, they really thought it was a oh. neat cane. And they okay. uh, once you, to, you know, I told them what there was a design about. And in fact, one of them said, you know, I did a different different time. They said, you know, the cane could be a weapon. And I said, really? I thought anything in your hand could be a weapon. <laughs> and he handed it back to him and told me to go on my way. But uh, you know, anything in your hand could be a weapon. <laughs> and this just happens to be three feet long, and it's a medical device that can save your life. So. Uh, if you if you have time, learn how to use a cane. It's a, it's it's not a crutch. It's definitely not a crutch. It's a medical device. Well, I definitely want to uh, want to help out, uh, considering because like I mean, I was going through your your site and I saw the. I teach Tai Chi. I do Tai Chi. Uh-huh. And we do have something Tai Chi Ball and Tai Chi. Uh, we also have Tai Chi Bang, which is a we call it a ruler. It's not a ruler. It's just a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's half the size um, well, of your arm, right? Tai, yeah, but the right. are still the same. So I kind of want to has the, has the sword in the system. Take the sword out, put the cane in this place. Yes, it does. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to play with that. And I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm going to contact you off the air about about this. Please do. I'd like to talk I to you anyway. And we have a DVD on on yeah. uh, on cane chi on cane chi stuff with a cane because uh, it's it's a uh, it's a good Sweet. great tool. And, and the guy took out the okay. sword, put the cane in his place. You got to have a tell of a tool to play with. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So when do I, I get to see you guys again? The <laughs> <laughs> next time I'm coming out. Well, well if you're yeah, ever in Tahoe, give me a buzz. Kind of put a... Yeah, Lake I've Tahoe's never been to Tahoe yet, so that's. Oh, 
It's, it's oh, okay. breathtaking. It's gorgeous. Cool. It's breathtaking. It's one of the prettiest places in the world. Bob, if you like to hike or ski or gamble or, or go to shows, it's wonderful. <laughs> and I think the lake is the second clearest lake in the world and one of the deepest. It's beautiful. Cool. Breathtaking. Bob, yeah. Take a, we should take a, uh, we should take a, a, a trip and, and visit Grandmaster Shui one of these days. Yeah. And actually well, do you know, a, I hold a special. I'm having a special right now. If you come down and you spend three uh, three hours a day for three days, I drop the price down for two people at seventy five bucks, and uh, that's till thirty five you know, thirty five bucks ahead. And uh, I'll uh, I'll get you so you're wow. pretty close to being certified as a cane foo instructor, so you can go out and teach if you want. But the cane is not rocket science; it's easy to learn. Of course, I recommend you get the DVDs ahead of time and practice, so I don't have to teach you all the basic yeah. stuff. But it's uh, um, yeah, I have, I have a special right. going on. It's, it's, it's lasting through the rest of this summer, probably probably the rest of the year. But it's two people, seventy five bucks an hour, three hour, you know, three day minimum. But Lake Tahoe, if you want a great vacation, this is the place to come. It's it is breathtaking. It is a very oh. Scotch country. There's no doubt about it. And the, in fact, I'll go hiking with you. I love to hike. I try to hike every day if I can. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very keen. <laughs> with the canes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I also make walking sticks. So you know, when you're out there hiking, you want to have something to protect you from the bears and the and the coyotes and some of the two-legged idiots too. True, true. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay. Well, Bob, do you have any other questions for for Grandmary? For what? Bob, do you have yes, any other I'm questions right for Grandmaster Shui? Oh, okay. You, yeah. you broke uh, up. I Bob, couldn't do you hear have what any you other said. Yeah. yeah, you're breaking up all over the place. Oh, okay. You got you got to get Sucks, that fixed. But yeah. I got to get Definitely. that fixed. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. But <laughs> do you have any other questions, Bob? No, he al he already told everybody how to contact him, and and no, it was a great show, very informative. Thank well, you, Mark. Yes. Yeah, if you need anything, give me a call. I'll help you out any way I can. I'm, I'm at the dojo from, from Monday through Friday from uh, 8 o'clock in the morning until 5 o'clock at night. Then I teach classes before that and after that, so I'm around the phone probably from 7 to 7, actually. Okay. Wow. Very cool. Right. Thank you so okay. much, Mark. It was a Thank great you show. Guys. We look forward to it. it. I posted your uh, website on our pages. We're good to go. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Hope to see you guys soon. You Thank too, you. man. Okay. You Bye -bye. betcha. Thank you. See ya. All right. That was, and that was Grandmaster Mark Shui. Wow, Bob. How cool is that? I, dude, I'm seriously thinking about uh, getting uh, getting those DVDs because, you know, I mean, it would make such a great tool for my people. Um, I think that would be, uh, you know, banging and, yes. <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Well, that's our show for today. Keep tuned into the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page for our morning guest. We might have uh, Paul Factora this week if we can get him. So uh, stay tuned. Well, now, but you have drama next week. Oh, that's right. I can't do next week because I'm not duh. Okay, so we're going to go the third. <laughs> so for the 23rd try to get Paul Factor it'll give him two weeks to make a decision to 
our to be our guest. So we'll get a hold of we'll try to get a hold of him and have him on. And Paul Factory is a producer. Coming documentary way of the Bali song. So don't miss. It. We're gonna hope to have him on the 23rd. Thanks for listening. Big thank you to Shui. Thank you to you too, Bob, for awesome co-host. So we'll see everyone in no show next week. No show on the 16th. Bye. Talk to y'all next time. Bye, Bob. Okay, bye, bye. <laughs>